Good evening. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb, and a special warm welcome to any guests or visitors joining us this evening for our fifth and final midweek service as we've been meditating upon the sacrament of the altar, as we find it taught to us in Luther's small catechism. On this fifth week, tonight we ponder that final portion uh, of the sacrament of the altar, the teaching on the sacrament of the altar in the small catechism, which is the question, who receives this sacrament worthily? And as we read from the catechism, or rather hear from it, Fasting and bodily preparation are certainly fine outward training, but that person is truly worthy and well-prepared who has faith in these words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. But anyone who does not believe these words or doubts them is unworthy and unprepared for the words for you require all hearts to believe. So as we meditate upon those words, we will hear from Psalm 50, John chapter 6, and 1 Corinthians 11 as part of our lessons and also in the sermon this evening as well. The service is Vespers as it begins on page 229. We now sing the first hymn. The first reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 6. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like the bread the fathers ate and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. O Lord, have mercy on us. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined, so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, so that when you come together, it will not be for judgment. About the other things, I will give directions when I come. O oh Lord, have mercy on us. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Dear saints in Christ Jesus, in his holy supper, our Lord bids us to take eat and to take drink. In last week's sermon, we meditated upon the bodily eating and drinking which take place in the sacrament. This evening, we meditate on the faith which is necessary to receive the sacrament worthily. 
As we hear from the catechism, fasting and bodily preparation are certainly fine outward training. But that person is truly worthy and well-prepared who has faith in these words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. In order to receive the Lord's Supper worthily and so receive the benefits and blessings Christ gives, one must trust in Christ's words given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. In other words, we don't come to the altar on a chance or on a dare. We do not approach the Lord's table hoping that his word is true. No, we come to his table firmly trusting in what he has spoken and receiving what he freely gives, his body and his blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Now, why emphasize this? Why is this important? Well, precisely because of what our Lord spoke by St. Paul. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. Folks, it's possible to receive the Lord's Supper in an unworthy manner. We don't like this fact. We would just assume gloss over these words or act like the Holy Spirit did not write them for us. Nevertheless, God's word stands. This is in part why faithful pastors take their God-given responsibility so seriously. Pastors are stewards of the mysteries of God as we are taught in 1 Corinthians 4.1. In other words, God charges pastors to be faithful and responsible in their administration of Christ's sacraments. The Lord's Supper is not to be given to just anyone, but only to baptized Christians who are repentant and confess the faith rightly. Only then is a Christian welcome to the Lord's table. To allow just any Tom, Dick, or Harry to the Lord's Supper would be unfaithful, it would be unloving, and it would be callous. It is Jesus' sacrament, not ours. He gives it to us according to his word, in his way, for his purposes. That is, to give his gifts which he purchased with his own blood and death on the cross. Therefore, the sacrament of the altar is no plaything. When we come before the Lord to receive his body and blood, as he gives it to us in and under bread and wine, we come in reverence and we come in respect. As the ancient hymn declares, let all mortal flesh keep silence. We come before the Lord repentant, trusting in his word and promises. We take the bread and eat it according to his institution. We take the cup of the Lord and drink of it, all of you. For you see, along with the bodily eating and drinking is also a spiritual eating and drinking by faith. There is a bodily consuming and a consuming by faith. Therefore, that person is truly worthy and well-prepared who has faith in these words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Let there be no doubt. In his holy supper, your good shepherd comes to you, his beloved sheep, and he feeds you the green pasture of his grace, the very bread of life. But what comes after this in the catechism is also worthy of our attention and study. But anyone who does not believe these words or doubts them is unworthy and unprepared, for the words for you require all hearts to believe. The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther included these words on purpose. It was not an afterthought. This teaching faithfully points us back to our reading from 1 Corinthians 11 and to the biblical practice of closed communion. 
Faithful Christian pastors and lay people do not want anyone to receive the Lord's Supper to their harm. Therefore, let's take some time to unpack this faithful practice a little more. In 1 Corinthians 1.10, St. Paul says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. Do you see how almost redundant and repetitive St. Paul is on this? How insistent he is by the Holy Spirit that all of you agree that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and same judgment. Now, it's helpful to know that these epistles and letters to the congregations were read and preached as the sermon of the day. Therefore, to the Corinthian Christians, our brothers and sisters in Christ centuries ago, who were there gathered for worship and to receive the Lord's Supper, St. Paul said that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. As it was for them, so it is for us. Regarding this unity of mind and judgment, St. Paul then says later in chapter 10, I speak as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, and we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Though the Lord's Supper is individually received, it is not only an individual me and Jesus moment, it is a corporate communion as well. Even the word itself, communio in the Latin, to come together in unity as one, expresses this. Yes, you commune with Christ at his table, but you are doing that as part of the whole body of Christ gathered here in this congregation and also with angels, archangels, and the whole company of heaven. Therefore, what you believe and confess matters. Because to come to this altar to receive Christ's body and blood is a public confession of what you believe, that you are in fact in unity with those that you are gathered here with. To put this in more concrete terms, if you do not believe Christ feeds you his true body and blood in the sacrament, then you are not united in the same mind and same judgment as the Christians of this congregation. Therefore, should you partake of the supper, you would eat and drink judgment upon yourself. Why? Because such a confession is contrary to God's word. We must discern the body and blood in the meal. Thus, closed communion is an act of pastoral care and faithfulness to the word of God. Communing at an altar is to confess agreement and unity with what that congregation believes, teaches, and confesses. This is why confessional Lutherans do not receive the Lord's Supper at congregations whose confession is different from ours. To do so would be unfaithful. Now, to be clear, the emphasis here is not so much that an action would be unfaithful to the good old Lutheran home team. No. But rather unfaithful to Jesus and his word. Our congregations believe, teach, and confess the truth of the Holy Scriptures. Nothing more, nothing less. To be a confessional Lutheran is to stand in the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints, as it is spoken of in the book of Jude. Therefore, we will not waver. We stand upon the pure teaching of God's word, and from that solid rock we will not be moved, nor shall we be ashamed. But taking a step back, I realize this may sound very exclusive, even for lifelong Lutherans, but we would do well to remember Jesus' own words in Matthew 10. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. The sword Jesus brings is the two-edged sword of his word. With his word joined to water in baptism, the Lord Jesus has severed you from death and united you to his resurrection life. 
In baptism, the Lord severed you from the unbelieving world and made you his sheep in his sheepfold. In baptism, the Lord severed you from your sin and made you a new creation and clothed you in his blood-bought righteousness. We are sheep of the good shepherd. And with the help of God, we will listen only to his voice as he speaks to us in his living and active word. By his word, the Holy Spirit gave you faith in Christ and joined you to his holy Christian church, wherein you receive the forgiveness of your sins, everlasting life, and salvation from the devil. So also then, when the Lord joins his word to water and wine, he gives you his body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins. Knowing this, we do not pick and choose what we want to believe from his word, taking what is easy and pleasant sounding, all the while discarding what we perceive as difficult or unpleasant. Rather, we pray that the Holy Spirit brings us to believe and hold fast to all which our Lord has spoken and handed down to us in Holy Scripture. We are sheep of the Good Shepherd. On the cross, Christ Jesus laid down his life for us as the atoning sacrifice for our sin. On the third day, he was raised to life again. And now by his Spirit, he has gathered us into the sheepfold of his church where we feast on the green pasture of his word and sacrifice. Our Lord said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. In response to these words of our Lord, the second and third stanzas of our office hymn this evening, they are a fitting closing prayer. To pastures green, Lord, safely guide. To restful waters lead me. Your table well for me provide. Your wounded hand now feed me. Though weary, sinful, sick, and weak, refuge in you alone I seek to share your cup of healing. O bread of heaven, my soul's delight for full and free remission, I come with prayer before your sight in sorrow and contrition. Your righteousness, Lord, cover me, that I receive you worthily, assured of your full pardon. Thanks be to God for his mercy towards sinners. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Almighty God, by your great goodness, mercifully look upon your people, that we may be governed and preserved evermore in body and soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. able to join us either uh, once throughout this Lenten tide or throughout the whole course of time. Thank you for joining us for these midweek services uh, where we've had the great joy to meditate upon the teaching of the sacrament of the altar and to rest in this uh, beautiful gift which the Lord gives us, even his own body and blood, for the forgiveness of our sins. And so as we depart this evening, we go forth in that joy and in that peace, knowing that he has accomplished that salvation and that by his grace he continually gives it to us in his word and in his blessed sacrament. I'll greet you at the door. God's peace be with you.